0: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is Pigs.com writer Matt Weaver. We're here to discuss the big news in the Big Ten, which is the scheduled drop for conference opponents for 2024 2025 football seasons as the Big Ten welcomes in uh, the USC Trojans and the UCLA Bruins. Uh, my initial thought, Matt, is thank goodness the Big 10 East is done uh, and IU is out of the Big 10 East. It is something that uh, fans have wanted basically since the divisions were created. Uh, It's you get two new opponents uh, coming in. IU will face them in the first two years. UCLA comes to Bloomington in 2024 US and and IU goes out to, to USC in the Coliseum. I know that's not the road trip that IU fans were hoping for. In in the uh, new editions, but uh, in 2025, IU will go out to LA and play USC. Um, the other takeaways from this schedule: it, it, I'm I'm happy. Purdue is the only protected rivalry, which is uh, it's good for IU, it's good for Purdue, I think it's good for the Big Ten as well. Uh, and also, it's something under the radar. So IU only has one protected rival, but they have two. Um, Two play teams, which means they'll play them both in 2024 and 2025. And one of them is Michigan State. I thought that old brass platoon game had become more contested over the last, uh, you know, basically over the last decade. Uh, Since, you know, 2016, IU won it. They've won it three times since then. There have been some really close uh, contested games as well. Uh, I'm glad to see that stay on the schedule. Uh, but Matt, what are your initial thoughts uh, from from the schedule drop?
1: Well, uh, just when I was looking at it, I mean, uh, 24, obviously, I mean, not to say it's an easy schedule, but it's definitely more manageable than than the one that Indiana's been playing for the last several years, being in the East Division. Um, obviously, still some quality opponents, but, you know, you don't get Michigan, you don't get Ohio State. I can't remember the last time Indiana hasn't played either of those schools, Um 25 is you know, obviously a little bit more difficult. It's kind of like the old Big Ten e schedule form. You just kind of replace Penn State with USC, um, and it's out there. Um, so that that one's a little bit tougher. Um, you know, as far as the uh, the the way the Big Ten did it, I we were kind of talking before off air. It's just interesting, and I kind of heard this um, that there may be some teams that have only one protected game. A rivalry and then some others may have two or or even more and obviously you know Iowa's got three protected rivalries um whereas Penn State has zero um then there's you know some teams with just one um so it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting um I think of the the big boys um I think Ohio State got the um you can argue Ohio State got the best break um because they obviously get Michigan as a protected game but then it's Illinois Northwestern and nothing at those programs but obviously you know, those are those are easier games than what it could have been lined up with a Penn State or maybe a USC or something like that. Um, something you mentioned to me that was interesting is we won't see Ohio State and USC I think until twenty five, yeah. um, which you think yeah you would think that maybe that might have been a game they would have tried to you know with the new conference in twenty four you know you might try to have that. I mean you could have seen that maybe seen that game be like one of the first week games on like. Um, either a Friday night or, or Saturday in one of those prime games, but it's interesting that they're not going to play till 25. But it's obviously, it's, I mean, it's still going to be tough. I mean, you're adding, you know, two uh, USC, right? You know, is arguably a top 10 program, and UCLA has had obviously their moments. So the Big Ten still going to be tough, but I, it, it makes everything more manageable for, for Indiana. With the caveat being they schedule the right way in the non-conference, and I know this yep. is something that you've, you've really harped on. And <clears throat> excuse me, I know. Louisville is a game that we have talked about they need to get out of that after obviously they can't do it this year, but for 24 and 25 you need to get out of those games and schedule somebody that's more manageable because you're still going to be playing nine, you know, pretty difficult games.
0: Yeah, and it's been the whole big talk with the SEC trying to go to nine games or staying at eight games and things like that. Um You could argue that teams are playing two different sports, like Ohio State and Indiana, they're playing two different sports. The end game is totally different. For Ohio State, it's to get into the playoff, win the Big Ten title, win a natural title. For IU, it's to get to the postseason. And in order to do that, and I think for the Big Ten, in the Big Ten's best interest, too, you want the bottom of your conference to be better. You want to lift the floor of your conference. And that's what the SEC does. That's why they're 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 waiting around to see what this 12-team playoff does in 2024. Are they going to get dinged for playing eight games, playing that FCS uh, opponent, Um, or will it not matter where, you know, you want to get Vanderbilt the best shot to get to a bowl game. You want to get, you know, Mississippi State or Arkansas or, you know, Kentucky or, you know, teams that are on the level of an IU, uh, uh, Maryland, uh, uh, Rutgers, Northwestern, those you know, mid to low level teams, you want to get them to six wins, get them to the postseason, because that's what these these strength of schedules. The well, we're playing in the SEC and we're playing eight, you know, eight really really good teams. Well, they base those off of like thirteen out of fourteen SEC teams went to bowl games. They don't mention that Kentucky went six and six and lost to Iowa in in uh, whatever, the Music City Bowl or whatever bowl they played it, So I, I think in the best interest of the Big Ten, and the best interest of IU, they need to get out of this Louisville series. I, you might take a PR hit, but you know what? Um, you you got to get to six wins. And if that means dumping Louisville after this year, that's, that's fine with me. It should be fine with IU alumni as well. Uh, The 2024 schedule, Matt, as you said, is super manageable. Uh, If people haven't seen it, we have it up on our site as well. But IU in 2024, the home games, you get Maryland, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue, and UCLA. Uh, I like to judge schedules by matchup opponents. Um, You could say they have three matchup opponents at home. You got Maryland, Minnesota, and Purdue. um, And then you have two matchup opponents on the road, with Northwestern, Michigan State, your other road games are Nebraska and Wisconsin. That is probably the easiest conference schedule that IU has had in oh, I I, I would say at least a decade, um, if not, if not a little bit more. Uh, 2024 is going to turn into a big year. I uh, I think we both believe that Tom Allen is going to be back in 2024, unless it's a total disaster this year. Like talking. and and something crazy, like, unforeseen craziness happens, Uh, I I would expect Allen back in 2024. You have to use the season to build momentum to go into that schedule. Because of the flex scheduling, you're going to have a hard schedule like 2025. But for Indiana, you have to take advantage of the years that you get the schedule like 2024. You have to make those the years that you go, oh, now we can make a little bit of a run. This is the year that you can win six, seven, eight games. Uh, and then, you know, with the non-conference schedule for 2025, you got to get those three wins because the 2025 schedule, like you said, Matt, you bring Michigan and Ohio State back on the schedule. You replace USC, um, Penn State with USC. Uh, you also get Iowa at home, and Iowa's always tough. Um, and then you have to go to Maryland, uh, Maryland, Purdue, USC, Illinois. Your home games are Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Rutgers. That's a game where you're going to struggle to get six wins. Uh, and you need to schedule three wins in the non-conference. And I, I don't know if the conference would give you a heads up for 26, 27, 28, and down the road in terms of this, this flex protection schedule, but – You should know how difficult your schedules are down in the future when you're scheduling these games five, six, seven years out to go, hey, this is a year we need to schedule light in the non-conference. Or this is, you know, this is the year we can afford to schedule uh, like Notre Dame uh, or Louisville or a team like that. Uh, So, you know, it's going to take a little bit of foresight with with IU to, to look ahead and do that. But overall, I think IU fans should be happy with with this with this schedule. Um, and we'll see what happens down the road with this this flex protect plus uh, plus scheduling model. Um, I'm happy they didn't go to ten conference games. I'm happy they didn't do pods uh, because you get to see some opponents that IU hasn't seen uh, in, in a while. Uh, you know, Northwestern, you get uh, Minnesota. Uh, as well iowa they haven't played uh recently uh outside of that trip in 2021 and, and stuff like that plus you get ohio state and and michigan off of there so you know
1: yeah, it, just well, the 24 schedule it's just it's kind of sorry it's just kind of interesting going game by game usually you go through the last decade or however long it's been and and you know you go okay penn state michigan ohio state you're Kind of looking at three losses. Obviously you got Penn State, but there's a lot of games where you have a chance. I'm not saying they're, they're gonna win or they're winnable, but there are games where you can compete and it's like you said you call them matchup games. Um you know and I and, and I think that's a good I think that's a good way to describe it. There's there's a number of those games on here when you go through the schedule where you know if you you know you, you have a legit shot to to come away with a win and you're not walking into a game where you're basically like let's not get hurt. And let's not get hammered so bad that it, you know, carries over for the next two or three weeks. You know, yep. one loss becomes three losses or something like that. Um, it just, it, it's just it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, obviously we've been we've been banging the table for a while that the divisions were a joke. To be perfectly honest, that's as nice as I can be. It was the varsity and the JV for a decade. Um, there's a reason why the West, I don't think they've ever won the Big Ten championship. Right. Yeah. There's yep. a reason why. Um, it's, it just, it just was not even remotely close, not even remotely evenly balanced. Um, and it showed, um, but the bottom line is is now you've got to take advantage. Like you said, of this 24 season, you've got to take advantage of this. I mean, I don't want to put, try to make any predictions. You don't know even what the roster is going to look like from year to year anymore because of the portal. But if you put together a solid team, this is a legit eight win with a little bit of luck. You could maybe win another game or two. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen. But you, this is a schedule where you could get that many wins, you know, if you put it together and, 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 you know, obviously the staff does their job and they've got the right roster and, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but um, you know, it's, it's going to, it's, it, you know, it, it. I wasn't sure how to feel when USC and US, UCLA joined, I got it, but it's kind of, I think it's going to be kind of fun to see. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know about uh, um, the, uh, we're definitely not road tripping to uh, to the Coliseum. I, I know that, but it'll be interesting to to uh, maybe do a road trip out there. I've never been there before. I've been to LA, but never to the Coliseum. So um, in twenty five, uh, you know, hopefully you can make that trip and, and get to see it for the first time.
0: Yeah. Well, we road trip to Nebraska with Robbie. I can't imagine another <laughs> two thousand miles after that with you guys. Exactly. <laughs> he just pushed me out of the car in the Rockies somewhere, um, and I'll I'll get there myself. But it, it's an exciting trip. It's exciting to have these two teams on there uh you also get that late window in the in in the tv schedule too when you come home from an iu game uh or any big 10 game and you you want to watch football decompress at home there there's going to be that late night game uh there as well it's just adding more product now i don't necessarily love where the sport is heading as, as a whole but I, I think the schedule the schedule is a net positive for IU. I, I do think it ups the stakes for twenty twenty three though, uh, because you you cannot bomb this year. You have to go into that schedule with some momentum and take advantage of it. And, and that now puts a little bit more pressure on um, on IU because you could, if you could get six wins this year and build some momentum, get to a bowl. You're setting yourself up. To get to another bowl in 2024, I know it's way too early to start looking at um, at schedules that far out and, and things like that, but yeah, you got to start thinking long term a little bit. And then also, there could be a lot of coaching changes in the Big Ten over the next couple of years. Uh, you know, it's uh, Gary Barta, our, our favorite athletic director, a former athletic director in the Big Ten, is out at Iowa. Um, There are a lot of scandals there, a lot of scandals I didn't even know about with Ferentz and uh, Ferentz's son, Brian Ferentz. So maybe Iowa becomes one of those teams that goes into some transition. You look at Mel Tucker in Michigan State, although his contract is outrageous. um, You know, if he has another down year or maybe two down years, does that change? Uh, And then, you know, something that I thought I'd never say, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. You know, he's coming off of two really, really bad years uh, at Northwestern last year, one and 11. So there could be some significant changes in the landscape in the Big Ten by then. And IU might be catching these teams at the right time. And that's the luck factor that you go into it a, a little bit too. Um, you, you know, you catch these teams at the, at the right time. And in the past, IU hasn't taken advantage of it. You know, you, you, caught Michigan in a time of transition. You couldn't really get over the hump. Eventually you did in 2020, um, you had Ohio state in a bit of transition, uh, in, in 2011. Now IU was in transition too, but you, you got real close from 2011 to 20, about 2015, 2016, IU gave Ohio state fits, um, can you catch some of these teams in transition? Uh, and, and that to me is looking at the schedule um, and just reading the landscape of the big 10. Can you catch some of these teams in transition? Or you could throw Rutgers in there as well. You know, I don't know if they could get a guy better than Greg Schiano, but he hasn't taken that next step either. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see which, uh, who's the biggest winners. Who are the biggest losers in, in the, in the conference from this, uh, from this realignment.
1: Well, I think, I mean, are you talking about the way they've done the, the schedules or just overall? Uh, we could do, let's do overall. Um. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I think, I think, I think the teams in the East outside of Ohio state, Michigan, and Penn state are winners here. I mean, because you're getting, you're not playing those three teams every year. Now it doesn't mean you're not going to have, like I said, tough games, but those are three. I mean, those are, I mean, those all three of those teams For this season, our top ten, and you know, they're I think Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan's like I think might be the highest ranked. They're both in the top five. I think Penn State's right there and right at the top ten. So it's like three top ten teams almost every year. So I think, I mean, you you could kind of you could kind of put Indiana and Maryland and Rutgers and Michigan State in a hat, and and, you know, I think they all this is all this is a this is a break for those those uh, four teams because you're not playing those three teams every year. I think based on like I mentioned earlier, I think Ohio State got a break. Obviously, they're going to have Michigan, but I think Illinois – like if you look at – like I before we came on air, they got Illinois Northwestern. Michigan gets uh, Maryland and Michigan State. Nothing against uh, uh, those teams, but I would rather play Illinois Northwestern than Maryland-Michigan State. Um, You know, and it's just interesting that that's that's the draw that they got. I think uh, the way they've redone this, I would say Ohio State really got a break. I mean, just kind of looking at it. But, you know, I think – like I said, I think the teams in the East outside of the big three – are the winners because you get rid of the divisions, um, you know, and then some of the losers are probably some of the teams in the West who now have to start playing. I mean, I, I, a coach told me this at Indiana over an eight year period, obviously Indiana played Penn state, Ohio state and Michigan 24 times. I think Purdue played them like less than 10 over the same period of time. I mean, it was like single digits and obviously we, you know what we, we, we bring up Purdue cause they're the rival, but it was just so incredibly unbalanced um you know and it, it was probably like that for a lot of those teams in that division we just kind of focus on Purdue because we're at Indiana but um you know it'll be interesting to see how this plays out how this schedule affects things um but I you know I kind of like it um you know I thought the the, the the scenario that we had talked about where you had did like the three six model I think that's what you called it where you had three teams that you played all the time then you kind of rotated I think among the other six from year to year however they did it um, that was kind of interesting. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see in a couple years, years, uh, two years, three years of doing this, do they stay with it? I mean, I, I would assume they would, but, or is there going to be some guy, some people pissing and moaning about how it's worked out and do they try to do something different? But I, you know, um, I kind of like the model and it will be, it'll be fun to kind of watch it play out. Yeah. And it's looking definitely... at 24 real quick, looking at 24 real quick from a selfish point of view, really the only bad road trip is Nebraska. Like, this might be the easiest season of road trips that I've ever seen covering Indiana. I mean, everything is really close, pretty you much. I have to
0: say that. Now there's going to be construction on every highway going to Michigan State, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Wisconsin.
1: It's, But, I mean, it's not bad. It's really not bad. It, it, I'm, no, I was looking at this, I was like, wow, this is pretty – you know, now, the, now we'll probably – when I say that, 69, I'll be all screwed up. So every home game will be like going to, like, Penn State. <laughs> it will take us forever because the 69 will be all messed up and we'll have to like sit in traffic for you know 2 hours um but yeah knock on wood that's that's the easiest road trip schedule i can remember since covering this program
0: yeah i think the the big winners here are uh you know Rutgers Indiana Maryland in the east uh you get out of that beast of the big 10 east going schedule wise man illinois takes a hit uh, Illinois goes from the West. Then in 2024, they play at Ohio State, at USC, Michigan at home. Then um, you get Michigan at Michigan State. Uh, Northwestern also comes out on the losing side as well. Ohio, road trips in 2024 to Ohio State, to Purdue, to UCLA, and then they get home dates with with USC, um, and Nebraska there as well, like their schedule got harder. I think, you know, the, the biggest winners of those teams in the East, uh, you know, it's some of those teams in the West who have been kind of scraping by to get six wins, get to a bowl game and, and things like that. Um, their schedule is going to get harder it is definitely a way more balanced, uh, balanced schedule. Uh, a fair schedule, I think, for everybody as well. Um, you know, Purdue comes out pretty easy, too. Uh, they, they're probably the winner in the West. You look at their 2024 conference opponents, it, you get Illinois, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, Wisconsin on the road, Nebraska, Northwestern, Penn State, USC at home. That's not terrible. You move to 2025. They pick up Michigan, um in Ohio State, but they drop, you drop USC, you drop Penn State. So I think if, if you're gonna pick an overall winner uh, on schedules, that's not terrible um, for that. But to me, uh, you know, the fans also win. I think you get to see uh, a conference that's definitely more balanced. You get to see some opponents you haven't seen in a while. And you have a chance to uh, to win some more games, which is always always fun from a uh, a fan's perspective as well. So any any that, fun? yeah, go ahead.
1: You mentioned that twenty four. I was just looking at Illinois. They also they also play Kansas in the non conference. Obviously, that program has come a long way. That's not any pushover. Um, that that program is really is you know it looks like it's going to be pretty good. That is a brutal schedule in twenty four for Illinois. You're not kidding. That is brutal. I mean that looks. That looks like the schedule that uh, that in uh, uh, Indiana AD would put together for the football program. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly,
0: it's, it's you're 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 exactly right, and I hate picking on Indiana's athletic department, but now that you have a more balanced schedule, you're going to have to schedule smarter. You're going to have to pay attention to when you schedule guys, how far out you schedule it, and we've seen it twenty twenty taught us anything is that these games don't have to be scheduled a decade in advance. They could be scheduled a year or two in advance. Um, When you know, Hey, I, you know, when you know who your conference opponents are going to be, how many conference home games, how many conference road games and all that stuff. It's, you know, you kind of, you kind of want like a football general manager um, to, to just oversee it. Um, to where, hey, you're gonna focus on scheduling. You're gonna focus on whatever the the mi- minutia of of covering a, a football team and, and things like that. You know, stadium upgrades, uh, scheduling, NIL stuff, all that stuff that needs to be its own department uh, because you they need to to pay better attention to. Uh, while it might sound great to play Notre Dame in 2030 is that really a sound smart decision Uh, because you might get stuck with that that year you're playing Notre Dame, USC, Ohio state, Michigan, and Penn state. You might get that, that schedule where you you go and look at it, you go, well, there's five losses there. Where, where are you going to get, where are you going to get your wins? So I, I think that in the next move, and, and that's not just Indiana's athletic department. I think, you'll see a lot of big 10 athletic departments have somebody like a scheduling guru to do that. And also, you know, who knows in four years what college football is going to look like. It could be two super conferences, you know, Washington and and Oregon could join the big 10 or Dame could be a conference opponent, you know, who who knows. Uh, But going forward, you got to try your darndest to get out of this Louisville series and make it mutual, whatever, pay to get out of the contract, whatever. Um, You know, I know I'm spending money. That's not mine, but pay to get out of the contract, go schedule whoever you can schedule on short notice. That's a, that's a winnable game. And if you could get through 2023, with five, six, seven wins, you're kind of in business especially if you get out of that Louisville series in
1: 2024.
0: Yep. So any final thoughts on the schedule, Matt?
1: No, I think that's about it. It's just, um, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's kind of an exciting day. Um, um, Obviously for not just Indiana, but for the entire big 10, and, you know, now we know when you're going to play the the new teams from the West. And then, I mean, I mean the West coast, and then also from, you know, what it's going to look like without division. So like I said, I, I, you know, I think you made a great point about twenty and about non-conference scheduling because you know you can really set this program up, you know, to to um, to have some success if you can get those non-conference games right, and then obviously you still got to win some games in the conference, you know, to get to get where you want to go. But it's it's become much more manageable with this new format.
0: Yeah, it has. Um... It has it has become much more manageable. Anything was much more manageable than the Big Ten East. And I think I put that on the number one takeaway is that the, the Big Ten East is dead, thank goodness. Um, because that, it really made it hard. Some of the best IU teams that we've seen in recent memory fell victim to, to the Big Ten East. And you know what? It wasn't as fun or as cool when Ohio State came to town where it used to be, instead of every other year it was maybe once every four years or once every five years. And it was like a big, big deal. Uh, you saw crowds go down. I think this will help attendance, uh, in, in a lot of ways for a lot of schools as well, which, you know, with TV attendance, I, I don't know if it matters, but with TV making it so easy to watch multiple games, you got to get draw fans into the games and things like that. And hosting a team like UCLA, um, and getting some of the, like, if Nebraska gets back on the home schedule, some teams that you haven't seen. And I think that's what fans are also looking for, some variety, some new teams, because it got stale seeing Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, and all that stuff. And I'm glad they kept Michigan State on the schedule, because I do think that the the old brass platoon game was gaining some momentum, and I think that's pretty good for, you know – not just IU's fan base, but for Michigan State's fan base as well. Uh, it, it's anything to to build up the college football culture at IU helps. And I think having a trophy game against Michigan State and having that on, on the schedule helps that. But, Matt, uh, any other news uh, out of the recruiting world? I know it was a, a, busy, a busy week uh, for IU recruiting with these in-state camps, but is there more busy weeks in the future?
1: Yeah, this—I mean, starting—you know—starting you know, starting here and about oh, um, you've got some official visits coming up. Uh, the first big one will be the weekend of the sixteenth. Um, I think there's eight guys. I want to say nine guys, eight or nine guys set to visit, and then um, you know there'll be there'll be some maybe like some kind of midweek type things, and then. Uh, um, uh, the 23rd will be, um, will be, I'm sorry. Yeah. The 23rd will be another big weekend. That one's looking like over a dozen guys, and they, that list could grow. I mean, I'm getting stuff almost every day. Um, but June is a big month. This is official visit month. Um, and right now, I think Indiana's at seven commits. Uh, would not be shocked if by the end of the month, um, they're pushing double that. I'm not saying they will, but it wouldn't shock me. I, 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 I would be more surprised if they only get a couple commits than if they got five, six, seven commits. So I I think they'll get they'll add some more guys Um, and, you know, should be an exciting month for the program because, you know, obviously recruiting is is a big part of it. And they've got some good dudes coming in. There are some quality players coming in. Some of them are going to wait till their season. But, you know, a lot of times guys say that and then they end up committing at the end of June because they just want to get done with it and they're tired of dealing with it. Um, in July's a dead period, so there's not much going on there. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. I, I think they've got off to a pretty solid start so far in this class. Um, you know, and, and we'll see how, how they can finish off.
0: Yeah. As always, thank you, Matt. Um, you could read him on peaks, uh, peaks.com at uh, and follow him on Twitter at mb underscore weaver as well. Enjoy watching future Yankee third baseman Ellie De La Cruz while you still can. <laughs> um, hitting rockets all over the park, and uh, you know, enjoy the summer. We'll talk again soon. Anyway, that does it for today's podcast. If you haven't, uh, hit HoosierHuddle.com. We have all the scheduled breakdown, initial thoughts. We'll have more thoughts um, from the rest of our writers at HoosierHuddle.com as well. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. We have some important uh, competitions going on for Best Logo in the Podcast Network. We took down the Four Horsemen of Notre Dame. Last week, uh, we're taking on the Sons of Saturday from Virginia Tech, so uh, we need your help uh, there as well. Come, click, vote, um, and, and everything. Enjoy the rest of uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, football will be here as uh, you know as, as soon as summer's over. But I'm not going to wish away summer vacation. Um, somebody else could do that for me. But enjoy the rest of the rest of your evening. Enjoy the breakdown of the the schedules as well. And, you know, dream of that trip out to USC. Start saving. Uh, so Matt, Rabbi, and I don't have to road trip the 2,500 miles uh, where somebody is sure to not make it out of there alive. So thanks for joining us.